Welcome back to Cozy Wind Podcast. My name is Shan. What's up? I'm the mom of the girls. The girls with the mom. All right. This is Cozy Wind Podcast. This is episode nine. Thank you guys for uh, checking out the show. Thank you for checking out the IG. Thank you for checking me out on Clubhouse. I am on Clubhouse. I am under the alias of at she gets it pod but under there you'll find my cozy womb instagram and my she gets it pod twitter that is my other podcast but you know i'm representing for the both of them so if you are looking to collab on a room or talk some talk about parenting or other topics let me know ping me and I'll see if I'm free um, because I do do other shows. But I am on Clubhouse. I am on Twitter at Cozy Woman Pod. I deleted my Facebook. <clears throat> the permanent deletion will be in February. I get no traction from Facebook, so it's kind of pointless. But today we are here to discuss how are you planning for your kid or your kids? Um, personally, most people who are super pre-planned, um, people for kids usually have a harder time conceiving or having a, um, follow through with a healthy pregnancy. People who don't really think about the possibility of kids usually are the ones that end up with kids. Um, we see it all the time. Like, how is she pregnant again? Or how is it so easy for you to be pregnant? Everybody's body is different, right? And some kids are popped out by a woman back to back to back to back. Personally speaking, if you're a responsible parent and you're financially um, not stable, that is not smart to do. But if you have the foundation the help, the assistance, the family to go ahead and have multiple children back to back to back. Go for it, honey. Go for it, honey. My sanity and my vagina is just not set up that way, right? And if you are rolling with the punches, you kind of get the hang of it if you didn't really sit down and have a meeting with your partner about having a child or creating a child. You start like you you roll with the punches, and <clears throat> when I tell people, you know, you can't really plan for a kid, they think I'm crazy. Um, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna go over ways on why I say that because when I tell you about these kids, honey, these kids are they're their own people. They are part of you, but they are their own people. And we have to really start looking at our children as being their own little individual people who are part of us, an extension of the mother and father, but they are not us. So the way that we were raised sometimes cannot go into the way that we raised them. The things that our parents did for us that work may not work for the way that these kids are uh, needing parenting from you. So we have to be aware of it We have to be honest and we have to be structured in the way that we parent. And that's what we're talking about today on Cozy Room Podcast. Good Rats of Harvard is a new podcast just for you. 
It's a storytelling adventure in hood tales with me, Shandrika Simmons, the law chick. I tell and curate unbelievable but fact-checkable tales of growing up in the projects, military bases, and rental houses throughout the United States. Come on this adventure with me and you will be geeked that you did. I've lived everywhere from Phoenix, Arizona to Cambridge, Massachusetts. That's Hood Rat to Harvard. H-O-O-D-R-A-T, the number two, Harvard, H-A-R-V-A-R-D, Hood Rat to Harvard. You won't be disappointed. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> I tell you, Paco is so hilarious. The things that he texts me, I'm just like, sir, where do you find this stuff? But, um, all right. Hope you enjoyed those messages and things. All right. Hope you enjoyed it. So let's talk about what I mean by you cannot all the way 100% plan for your child. (sighs) I've wasted a lot of money. I wasted a lot of time. And I wasted a lot of me having the illusion of how things would be in parenting. For instance, when it comes to buying your child things, you may think that those shoes are cute. You may think that eventually your child will get to this size shoe. Sometimes kids skip a size and you waste your money on a shoe. For instance, I had um, some friends who did not have kids that love luxury. They purchased... um, Anya, when she was little, a Burberry dress, which was very cute, very cute, very cute. Price tag wise, I could probably buy a couple of pieces of my wardrobe with it, right? Um, They purchased her some Gucci shoes, which were super cute, super cute, some cute little ballet flats. Price tag wise, I probably could have buy my, bought myself like two pairs of shoes. She only worked one time. And then I saved it because, I mean, after I had Anya and she came out my vagina, I'm just like, oh no, never again. I will only have a child. I know why people have one child now. And then over time, of course I had another one, right? And because the Lord is so funny, he let her be a girl. So I said, I'm gonna save the dress. I'm gonna save the dress. That way, Ari would be able to wear the dress and the shoes. Okay. Ari only wore that dress one time and the shoes one time because I am not a frequent churchgoer. And at these small moments where I did want to go to church and praise and be around people of praise, I allowed her to wear the dress. I allowed her to wear the shoes. Where are they now? Papa video. The dress is in the closet. Um, and the shoes are in the closet, okay? Buying that stuff really doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. Um, having that stuff really doesn't do anything for me. I've tried to sell it multiple times because it's just sitting in the closet and I know somebody would probably like to use it if it's cute. But yeah, it's just in there. So things like that, buying expensive clothing, uh, shoes, hats that your kids don't even want to put on and they'll yank it off. Um, It's unnecessary. So don't spend your money on it. Uh, Don't. Okay. When you're pre-buying for kids, I always tell people if somebody just had a new baby, buy onesies, 
three to six months. Boom, boy or girl, they can use it. It will help. It is always good to shop for your baby um, out of season. So let's say right now is winter. You should be going through that sale rack of those old summer clothes and just racking up on summer clothes. That way when summer and spring comes around, boom, you have it. Half the price, sometimes 60% less of what the original price was. Sometimes 90, depends on where you shop at. The best place to buy um, kids clothes, especially baby clothes for less, Ross, TJ Maxx, um, Marshalls, um, and also, if you're looking for like things for babies in your car and traveling wise and accessory wise, it's better to shop at those stores instead of like a Walmart or a Target and pay a higher price because they usually have it at a lesser price point. Usually, when the big box department stores have those things full price and it doesn't sell by a certain time period, they have to mark it down depending on when they got the product in. And at a certain point, when they start marking it down to a point where it's pointless of them having it because they haven't made any margin and profit, they push it to those side stores like TJ Maxx, Marshalls, um, and different websites like that. Or you can always do your... Um, research um, Google's on purchasing things through Amazon. I love amazon.com. When I was looking at uh, pack and play because I did not want to buy my children a crib because I am not getting up out of my comfortable bed in the middle of the night to get a child out of a crib, reach in, bend down, change a diaper, get them to put them on my boobs, in a crib. I'm just not going to do it. But I will get a pack and play so I can put you deep down in there um, during the day. I can take it outside. I can pack it up. I can travel with it. It has like a little case that it comes in. <clears throat> I can um, take it to friend's house, family's house. You'll have a bed. I don't have to worry about a boom, somebody rolling off the bed because you're in your own pack and place to sleep. Right. So I just felt like the pack and play automatically for both of my kids was more efficient. Some people really try to pre-plan be like, so we have to buy a crib. And then when you look at those crib prices, it's like four hundred dollars, uh, five hundred dollars, sometimes a thousand dollars because you wanted to have a cute aesthetic. Ma'am, if you <clears throat> are not financially in a position to afford an a thousand dollar crib. For a baby that's only going to be in it probably about five to six months, don't do it. If you can just get a regular degular swing and not that motion uh, thing that's like $1,200, <clears throat> don't do it. Get you a regular degular swing that costs you about $60. Your child is going to outgrow it in about three months. And you're going to end up basically having to take it to, um, uh, what's that store that takes um, lightly, gently used stuff? Um, child something. It's kind of like a Play-Doh's closet, but for kid stuff. But yeah, you can probably try to sell it to them if you took care of it. Um, do not get a swing that needs batteries. Get a swing that can be rechargeable by a cord. Because when I tell you buying those big uh, WD batteries is going to cost you, okay? And if you use it 
two days in a row, three days in a row, depending on if your child even likes to swing. That's a whole nother thing. Sometimes parents will overbuy what they assume their child is going to like and their child hates it. And you waste your money. I never wasted my money on high chairs, okay? <clears throat> so don't buy a whole high chair that needs its own private space and, and location in your kitchen. Get you a a seat that sits in the chair that you can buckle in, you could travel with, and you can put other places. All right. Be efficient. And I think that costs you about what, 12 to to $20, depending on which one you get. Be efficient with your money when it comes to kids. Because let me tell you, there are kids that are born that are healthy, no health issues. And there are kids that are born where there's health issues. How do you plan for a child that has health issues that weren't foreseen before the birth? You don't. So you the way that you plan for a child in your kid's future is by setting emergency money aside and buying things that make sense in the long run. Now, if you want to go back to this crib thing, if you want to buy a crib that can break down into a toddler's bed, that can expand into something else and metamorph into, um, I don't know, ice cream parlor for you and your kid when they get to a certain age. Do that. Do that. Me personally, the crib lifestyle was not my life, okay? That was not something I was going to take. And I knew that before I had kids. I'm not doing that. I've seen the frustration of people putting it together and I was not going to do it. Again, moms do not take on the building of putting up dressers, cribs, um, pack and play. If you're frustrated, put it down, wait for their dads to come or your dad to come or, or your brother or a cousin or a friend to come put that thing together. It is not worth the frustration. Cause let me tell you, <clears throat> you know, the little, uh, you know, the little seat thing at the top that you change the baby in on the pack and play. I could not get that thing in to save my life. And I remember having a whole bit of crying because I couldn't get it right. And Arya's daddy looked at me and he was like, okay. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Don't do it. Watch out. Sometimes we want to get things so prepared all the time that we become a problem for ourselves instead of being a solution to the matter at hand. And we have to stop becoming our own problems, step back and allow other people to help us, especially when we're pregnant. Diapers. Do not spend a whole bunch of money buying newborn diapers unless you know for sure you're probably giving birth to a preemie at like 26 weeks or 32 weeks and not a full-term baby, okay? And the hospital, after you have the baby, will give you newborn diapers at the point where that that baby does need newborn diapers if your baby needs newborn diapers. Ari was seven pounds. Um, Anya was... 
was Aya? I think Aya was eight pounds or, or close to eight pounds. I never used newborn diapers, right? I never used it. And then when I got home, I used size one diapers for like a month and a half, close to two months. Then it was size two for, I think, two to three months. Then size three was a long stretch of diapers. Size four was a long stretch of diapers. My number one diaper is definitely going to be Huggies because it has no scent and their snug fit just makes sense. There's no leakage. I've never had an explosion of poop with Anya and I've never had an explosion of poop on the sides or in outfits with Ari, okay? I stand by it. I also stand by Huggies wipes because they keep the moisture and they have lots of options as to what you want for wipes and they're gentle to use on an adult face if need be. I also back wet ones. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the show. Don't forget to check out teespring.com slash stores slash cozy womb shop where you can find hoodies, mama stuff bag, hoodies for kids, fanny packs, mugs, t-shirts for dads, socks for moms, and sweatshirts, all right? I got your merch on there. I also have Mama's Cozy Shop, which is a cozy shop for mama-like things, all right? Back to the show. You can never have enough wet ones. Keep them in the car, keep them in your purse, especially now during this pandemic. It's just sanitary-wise, it makes sense. You can pre-buy all the wipes you want. You will use wipes from the time you push that baby out up until five years old trust me and the beyond because kids are nasty um what else when it comes to um creating humans you could plan for college fund i mean if you want to save up and put that aside that five what is it a five two nine plan you could put that to the side. You don't need a company to set out um, you setting up some type of savings for your child's college. But the reality is college is going up in prices every year. So by the time my children actually have to go to college, it's probably going to be like the price of a yacht. And um, I'm not I'm not funding that. I'm not paying for that. So what I tell my kids is... Um, when I say this, I'm really talking about Anya. We had a, we already had a conversation. If you want to go to college, be sure that you're having the right grades, good behavior, and you're participating in um, different extracurriculars in school. And someone's going to see that you are excelling academically, and they're going to want to fund you a full ride to go to college, right? I have no problem with that. But you will not be signing any loan papers, any FAFSA papers, any stipend papers or um, financial aid in order to go to college because I am 33 right now with two kids and I'm still paying for the fact that I have this bachelor's degree and I went to college for four years and it is not cute, okay? It's a lot of money. It's It's a lot of interest that's packed on because... And all entirely, there's no way I'm making the full payment of what they expect. So, um, yeah, I'm not forcing college down my kids' throats. That's just something I'm not forcing. If they want to go, they can go. But they just have to make sure that they're 
good academically for someone else to go ahead and fund that with grants or scholarships because mama's not paying. What else when it comes to planning for your kid? Um, car seats. I mean, if you want to spend a pretty buck on a convertible car seat that morphs into another car seat for another age, like a transformer that's like $300-something, go for it, honey. Go for it. And when it comes to strollers, if you want to spend uh, $2,000 on a stroller and you got the funds to do that, go for it, honey. Go for it. Like, I'm not going to tell you no, but if you don't have the money, don't aim for that. Don't plan for a $2,000 stroller and put it on your um, your uh, baby shower uh, wish list and think somebody's actually going to go for that and purchase it because it's not realistic. The best thing when it comes to strollers is an actual um, Graco uh, snap-in uh, car seat thing. It's efficient. It's lightweight. It's easy to fold up. You push a button and it folds up and you can throw it in any trunk. It's always able to have room. It's excellent when you're traveling and using the airplane. Um, there's nothing for them to break on there. Most car seats fitting it, fit in it. It has a place for your bag. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it better than my jogger. I put a jogger on my registry for my baby shower. And at the time... My best friends went in and they purchased that jogger. And I used the hell out of that jogger. I used it with Anya for a long time. Um, I used it with Ari. But a jogger is only practical if you have these trunk space for that thing, right? It is not ideal when you are traveling on airplane to airplane it is not ideal when you have a Civic with a small trunk. It is not ideal when, you know, you're around crowded places with multiple people and it's really big and janky, right? A regular stroller is easy to fold up and travel with and has um, places where you can take things off and clean it and put it back on is ideal, Right? So just be efficient and think about why you're getting a stroller and what stroller works for your lifestyle. What else is a waste that a lot of parents try to plan for their kids' future and mess up? Um, you can never go wrong with buying books. Buy the books, read the books. Um, toddler beds, I believe, are the dumbest thing. Skip the toddler bed, get your children a twin bed. And if you have multiple children, think about a bunk bed or you can get a bunk bed that can break down into two separate beds. I have that. Right now, the girls have it as a bunk bed. So pray for me in their room. They are sharing a room. My daughters are three years apart. And sometimes it does get frustrating, for, but for the most part, my seven-year-old is at the top and my three-year-old is at the bottom. And um, yeah, that's what's you know, going to work for right now. And eventually, I do know that they would have to get that bunk bed separate and be in separate rooms, but we're not there yet. And if it comes to, you know, you having multiple kids with, you know, different preferences and personalities because they will be different. Do like a room that's neutral and 
put all of their favorite things in it and play with the colors. I mean, it, now, if you have two kids that are separate uh, sex and like different things, a boy and a girl, you're just going to have to have two rooms and you're going to have to do what you do. But for the most part, I try to buy everything that I have twice or try to do things that are a little bit different so I can not have to hear their mouth on things. But for the most part, if you want to plan for your kid's future, make sure that you're in the best position to be there as a mom and to be there as a dad for your kids. Do not take on a career where you're never home or you don't have time to do things that kids really need from a parent if you're planning on having a family or starting a family because just because you can afford a nanny doesn't mean your kids need a nanny. Your kids need you. Your kids need to know who you are, your personality, have downtime with you. And that goes for a father and a mother. Personally, I've always seen my mom take care of other people's kids because of the careers that they chose. And I knew that was something that I didn't want because I saw all the gems and the great moments that my mom got to witness and have with other people's kids. And those other people weren't there to see it, embrace it, or be there for their kids. And it's kind of like, dang, this is a whole big element of being a parent that you um, that you miss. So I'm just like, uh, that's not for me. So when it comes to myself wanting to get back into like footwear design, I know that is a selfish type of career where I might be gone a lot. I might be really busy. I won't be able to be as involved. That's something I feel like I can do later on when the girls get older. But for right now, I just want to parent. For right now, I just want to be here and find another medium that I could be creative in, which is podcasting. So when it comes to how do you plan for your kid's future, just be practical, be realistic, and make sure the choices that you make now before you have kids or while you're pregnant is going to benefit your child when they get here. And buy things that make sense. Talk to other mothers. Um, Things like a diaper genie, I knew automatically I wasn't getting. Who wants to smell poop sitting in a room that you have to change later? Just take it out now. Just put it in that little grocery bag and tie it up and put it outside now so you don't have to smell it. Like, I don't need a diaper genie. That I knew that was a waste of money. When it comes to wipe warmers, I mean, you might use it for the two first months that your newborn is out. But after that, you don't get this wet wipe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gonna you gonna get this white white. The the kids will get familiar and they understand that I'm getting my diaper changed. I'm gonna be dry soon. She gonna put on this diaper and we gonna be out. You know what I'm saying? It's not really that important to have a uh, a wipe heater that warms up your wipes. It's not necessary unless you live somewhere that where it's always cold and you just want to make sure your kid is comfortable all the time. Um, what else is not practical? I never bought maternity clothes while I was pregnant. I um, I just bought my stuff from Zara a next size up. And I bought a lot of spandex and a lot of sundresses. So I don't have to wear drawers and I can have the breeze. Um, and I mean, ain't 
nobody really checking for nobody that's pregnant anyway. Um, what else is a good thing to do? Women, when you're pregnant, keep a change of clothes in the trunk. Anything can happen as far as accidents where you sneeze and you pee on yourself or, you know, you might eat something your child doesn't agree with it and you find yourself vomiting and mess up your clothes and stuff. So keep some clothes in the trunk. Flip-flops, keep flip-flops in the car. You never know when your feet might get swollen and just be comfortable. The key to being happy while pregnant is to be comfortable. My name is Shan. I hope I relaxed some people thinking about joining the mom club and the dad club. Um, just really about just being practical. That's how you plan for kids. You be practical and you understand financially, mentally, and emotionally where you're at and what you can embrace. That is it. My name is Shan. This is Cozy Woman Podcast. Thank you for listening and we will be back soon. <laughs> I'm watching this lady really running from the squirrel outside. Oh, man. Bye. Bye. Bye.